0: weird. and welcome to weird this is the podcast that gives you all the news that you can use to blow a fuse and it's all true my name's aaron and my name is craig and we will be your host through this
1: strange new, spectacular if this is your first time listening to weird hey how's it going welcome
0: each episode of weird is a podcast in two parts the first half you're going to hear the weekly weird that's where we bring you all the recent weird news stories and a couple here and there yeah. Oh, right. And for the second yeah. half,
1: let me continue. Yeah, please. And for the second half of the show, we have our big story. story. Story, story, This is where we talk about stories that are so strange, they need more time than the stories we talk about during the weekly weird section of the show, because the big story, it's where you're going to hear about the, the, the real important stuff. You're going to hear about alien abductions, Bigfoot sightings, uh, real life monsters like Aaron and things like
0: that. Yeah. And 16-year-old Swedish lecturers who call us evil. Yes. Maybe one day we'll cover that. Pawns. Yeah. Pawns. But but tonight, we're going to dig deep into the history of John Teeter. Now, John's a man from the year 2036 who traveled back in time and conversed with the Coast to Coast audience and with Art Bell. He's on that
1: other podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Uh, So that's coming up a bit later, but uh, for now, it's time for...
1: Story. This one's submitted by our good friend, Carrie Walker. She's such a nice lady. Yeah, thank you, ma'am. Scientists try to make a knife out of frozen poop and find (laughs) it doesn't work. If I'm going to get
0: stabbed, I'd rather it be made out of metal. That whole situation would stink. Science. (laughs) Wait, should we do this? Maybe.
1: (laughs) Science. The Noble Pursuit of Knowledge and Truth. It was science that got us to the moon and developed worldwide communication technologies. There's no wonder why we hold scientists in such high regard, but perhaps we should remember that scientists are just people, smart people to be sure, but even smart people have a tendency towards silliness. Case in point, this, podca- like this podcast. Yeah, yeah. A team of scientists at Kent State University. Mm. I can only think of one thing when I think I know, of Kent State. I know. It's, I it's, 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 it's you,
0: always going to be you, too soon. You think
1: Kent State, yeah. you immediately think of one thing, and that's the tacos they have there. They are so delicious. What the, were you thinking of? The angry young man. Right. Uh, anyway, when they uh, tried in Ohio recently and failed to make a huge, giant, poopy hunting knife that's not a knife they try to make a huge hunting knife out of their own frozen poop (laughs) now you're probably asking why on earth would anyone try to make a frozen poop knife or anywhere else that's a very logical question if you're not asking that question and instead nodding and saying yes that seems like a reasonable thought why wouldn't they i mean i'm concerned for you but, but but there is believe it or not a reason for the poop knife uh whether you think it's a good reason uh, or not is what is what's you. the reason Metin erin anthropologist at kent state and lead researcher and poop smith on the project <laughs> was inspired to study anthropology after reading a book called shadows in the sun uh there, i've oh, read I seasons in the sun yeah. i've read that book
0: shadows in the sun yeah. Oh, yeah yeah that's a good song
1: uh by canadian anthropologist wade
0: davis well, oh, Wade Davis yeah, WD. WD, yeah. WD in an interview a lot with of people don't know but he's it took him 40 tries before he finally got to WD-40 it <laughs> did. Yeah. 39 was almost there. Then he was really close, 39, right. but smelled too much like gasoline. Right.
1: And then he just disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> in an interview with the CBC, Aaron uh, described a particular story from that book that stuck with him years later. This is the book Shadows in the Sun. We uh, had jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. We had sun. We had frozen poop sticks in the sun. Uh, knives. Uh, the story basically is that there was an in, uh, in, in, what is that word? What,
0: what are you trying I, to say? I can't say that
1: word. In, in, in I want to say into it because it looks like the company that makes the software to do your taxes i say it's into it and in, he was into it he was into it it was a man that was into it who was being forced to move off of his settlement and his family took away his tools in order to convince him to come along with them he refused to move off his homeland so in the mist midst gorillas in the midst of a winter gale
0: it might have been misty then
1: might have been a m- winter winter
0: Gale. i knew a gail winter once i was
1: gonna say winter gail it yeah. might have been gail i can't remember if that was her name he defecated into his hands <laughs> stop and he fashioned a knife <laughs> from frozen feces using a spray uh, of saliva uh, then the story goes that he killed a dog <laughs> with that knife used its rib cage as a sled and used its hide to harness another dog good grief and how big was this off, dog how big was this book? <laughs> He sped off into the night. How big was
0: that knife? Where was he going? What, What
1: did he eat? Where was he going that he needed to speed off so quickly? (laughs) <laughs> probably to get some hand sanitizer if i had to guess oh probably so <laughs> med and aaron had no idea when he first heard that story uh that 20 years later he would be the head of an experimental archaeologically uh, archaeology archeolo- uh, archeolo- uh, i can't say it please do i'm gonna try it again an Experimental archaeology lab that worked on replicating primitive technologies Late last year, he says, he realized that the poop knife story from (laughs) Shadows in the Sun had never been tested despite the book's popularity and impact. I remember we always had a copy of that on the mantle. There were like four of them in the school library. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he decided to try it. The results of his study were published in the Journal of Archaeological Science. He said he went on a high-protein, oh high-fatty acid diet to replicate the diet in the Arctic Circle and began producing the necessary <laughs> test samples. He. This is what happens when I choose the stories. No, actually, Kerry chose this one. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kerry. Yeah, I got a couple dingers, wingers, zingers. What are we trying to say? Easy. Something coming up here later. <laughs> He and his team... Actually, I don't have anything that compares to this. Uh, He and his... You okay? Yeah. He and his team stuck his poop into dry ice, and then once it was frozen completely solid, (laughs) used a metal file to turn a poop block into a poop knife. Then he and his team (laughs) attempted to use the knife
0: in a refrigerated meat. This is not an actual representation of how the first poop knife knife was they didn't molded. use dry ice or anything room, and they use just their hands
1: right they use yeah. their hands exactly he was not being very true to i don't the, buy the story now at all he wasn't true to the craft uh, the he, crap. He, to the crap. He <laughs> attempted to use the knife on refrigerated meat, according to... Don't
0: eat it. <laughs> don't eat that meat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> according to him, when we went to use these frozen had, knives... put
0: that down. Yeah, you know, it looks good, but you don't want to eat that. You don't that. know where that knife has
1: been. You really don't know where that knife has been. When we had <laughs> to use these frozen knives, it was like a brown crayon, unfortunately. <laughs> it just left a very, very nasty streaks on our meat and didn't cut at all. But he said... That there was a point to all of this besides getting paid to play with your own poop. And he makes a great point. I'm sure. Oh, does he? Yeah, I'm sure. He says that countless studies have shown that indigenous people created amazing and ingenious technologies and solutions. And a story like that from Shadows in the Sun fits that narrative and is widely accepted without evidence he said well i can make up a story that didn't have to you could widely accept it without evidence <laughs> yeah really
0: i don't accept any of this evidence right
1: the problem though is that once you have stories that are unsupported supporting narratives and stances of any kind then it becomes a slippery a slippery slope yeah a a brown slope. slippery slope and other stories that are unsupported can uh. also then be used to support stances and narratives. And then this sounds like the whole this sounds like the media in the United States. Um, and then, you know, because they just make up stories. <laughs> they do. And yeah. it's, it's really actually I wish I, I wish. not play this.
0: You are fake. news. I
1: wish the uh, news, the networks in America would do a story about poop knives because it's a lot more plausible. Yo, shoot. Yes, it is. (laughs) Oh, God. That's what you said. (laughs) And then once you're in that situation, you're in real trouble because then you can't you can start using unsupported, not evidence based stories to support narratives and stances that are harmful to society. Racist ones, prejudiced ones and the like. And so I think at the end of the day that this study, not me. This is what they said. This study does uh, reaffirm the importance of evidence based
0: science. I don't. Whatever. I don't think it does. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, the next one's coming from you know who. This next one's from the uh, official band leader of the Weird Orchestra, and his name is Mark Patch. Is a Marka Patcha? Thank you, the bubbles, Mark Patcha. More bubbles, a More bubbles. It also gets the Pooh Story theme song. Headline is Pittsburgh doctor claims Antonio Brown farted in his face and owes him eleven thousand five hundred dollars. That's a very specific number. Well, that was a pretty specific, gas. A Pittsburgh doctor claims that Antonio Brown owes him eleven thousand five hundred dollars in unpaid fees in another lawsuit against the embattled wide receiver. You know, Antonio Brown can't stay out of the news. Dr. Victor Prisk says that he, he went, some people think you should that he went against his better judgment when he took Brown on as a client after their first meeting. Brown was three hours late and treated the whole thing as a joke, farting in Prisk's face while he was testing Brown's body fat brown body he said i said fat not fart yes i don't need to test your body fart hand me one of those frozen popsicles (laughs) tmz obtained video of the incident he pulled a brown knife on him which was (laughs) taken by one of brown's friends in the video brown could be heard passing gas then laughing about it telling his friend i had a lot of fiber bro Uh, it just seemed childish to me prisk told sports illustrated i'm a doctor and this man is farting in my face After the visit, Prisk agreed to work for Brown, serving as an on-call wellness coach for $500 an hour. He created a diet and a supplement program for Brown, but never got paid. Every time he brought up the payments, Brown suggested the two go into business together to settle their debt. Uh, In his first meeting with me, he said, I want to get you on salary. I want you on my team, Prisk says. Then he's like, we need to build this downtown POW2 or PAL2. What? I don't know. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. Found a building, and somebody put together a sales agreement for the building. I don't hear anything back. Uh, Then he says, I'm going to uh, connect you with a treadmill company I work with. Uh, They also fart. We're going to get you a couple of treadmills for your gym. And uh, Antonio stops talking to that guy altogether. And then uh, now he's told that they're not giving him a treadmill. So after getting ghosted (coughs) and dusted (laughs) by Brown... Prisk filed a lawsuit seeking the money he is owed. Prisk's lawsuit. That's tough. Prisk's. Prisk's lawsuit mm-hmm. is the latest drama surrounding Brown. His former trainer, Brittany Taylor, accused him of uh, rape in a civil suit, while Sports Illustrated documented the claim of an artist who accused him of sexual misconduct while she was working at his home. So you want to unpack that un- 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 Unpack that real quick. Okay. So uh, what happened? Okay, here it is. Um, Antonio Brown went to this uh doctor dr prisk mm-hmm. for help with his uh with his health i guess mm-hmm. you know physique health whatever Flagulence. uh broke wind on the doctor yeah poor guy yep. golly that makes me sick i was antonio brown he's a big guy probably eats a lot of mm-hmm. nasty stuff mm-hmm. i don't know i've never seen him eat. so he, the guy agreed he would be his doctor 500 bucks a pop made this great diet and workout plan, got him all set, gave him all this stuff, never got any money. So, so Prisk says, Well, look, first of all, all right, I'm going to hook you up with a couple of treadmills. I got a guy, he's got treadmills. You can put them in your office. Okay, fine. Didn't didn't pan out. Prisk then says, You know what? Let's go into business together, find a building, all that, hook us up. We'll, we'll make lots of money. And of course, he never showed his face after that either. So, it was basically Brown just kind of farted and flew away. Brown created Brown and then uh, was out of town. Oh. Here comes one that I picked out. And it's not a very uplifting story. No. And you've got a marriage coming up this uh, in the next couple of weeks. I'm, not, I'm already married. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Man drowns. Sorry,
1: G. Yeah. Man drowns during underwater marriage proposal in
0: Tanzania. What did she say? Yes. I guess it doesn't matter. That was
1: really kind of a, uh,
0: insensitive. I'm, I'm just I'm curious here. What are you curious about? If he, if she agreed. I where mean, where is Tanzania. You know, Tanzania is in uh, Africa. All right, then. Yeah.
1: Just wanted to check. Wasn't sure if they moved it or if you knew. Not, that, not, if, not if you knew if they moved it. I just wanted if you knew. I don't think they went. did. As the far as the last
0: I heard it, was still where, it's anyway, where it was original.
1: to what depths, see what they did there, uh-huh. would you go for the perfect engagement photo to impress your social media friends? A man from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. woo I guarantee. Found it, out just how deep is his love. No, I made that part up. Duh, how deep after he drowned while proposing to his girlfriend underwater while vacationing in Tanzania. This is so sad. Yeah. The couple was staying at the Manta Resort's underwater cabin, which is submerged 32 feet and costs $1,700 per night. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) According to the resort's website, the resort offers privacy, serenity, and close encounters with nature and people on Africa's finest Island sanctuary. Do they offer serenity now? Do they offer? There's a joke in there. <laughs> they offer. Do they offer oxygen tanks? If, if it's an underwater cabin, I would hope so. The resort describes the underwater cabin, which lies approximately approximately 250 meters from the shore in the crystal clear waters of our marine conservation area and features a soft king size bed surrounded by panes of glass affording almost 360 degrees of the ocean reef. You know, that'd be cool. That would be fun. Well, Stephen Weber, remember he was on that show Wings? <laughs> yeah, it's probably a different Stephen Weber. Yeah, probably. And his girlfriend, Kenesha Anto- Antoine. Is how, Anto- yes, Ant- I think he nailed Antoine, it. Yes. I think Antoine booked a four-night stay for an underwater cabin at the Manta Resort. It was on the third day of their stay when Weber plunged into the water to make his proposal. The note read, I can't hold my breath long enough to tell you everything I love about you, but everything I love about you... I love more every day. I can't
0: breathe. Apparently, he couldn't hold his breath very long at all.
1: No, Weber then turns over the sheet of paper to reveal the proposal before pulling an engagement ring from his shorts and swimming out of view. The CEO, oh, yeah, right. The CEO of the resort, Matthew South, said they responded to a quote unquote problem in the water, but when they arrived, absolutely nothing could be done. Quote unquote. Just a couple of days before you die. This is her talking to him, I believe. I bet he can't hear her. No, uh, well, he's got water in his ears <laughs> and lungs. That's That's very cruel. Lori's going to get mad at you for this. <laughs>
0: I'm not saying it's you. Just
1: a couple of days before you died, you said to me, I've seen a few cancer patients on this trip, and it dawned on me that this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing that people want to experience before they die. <laughs> he could have said last-in-a-lifetime. <laughs> yeah. And here we are in the prime of our lives doing this. We are so blessed. Uh, she posted the photos and the video of the underwater wedding proposal oh, on Facebook Friday. She's got the video of him drowning on, on Facebook? I don't think, no, cause he swims off, remember? Uh, where it's gone viral with over 1.6 views. I don't think it actually shows him. I, I know, but if he swam off, I mean. Anyway, let me get through this I last want more two. detail. The Manta Resort confirmed with NBC News that a male guest, uh drowned while free diving alone outside the underwater room on thursday he'd have been safer doing the paid diving i bet mate well i don't know i'll talk about that in a minute it was uh, is with deepest regret that we inform that a uh, fatal accident occurred at the manta resort on thursday september uh september 19th uh anyway so um yeah uh, there was a lot more to the story. I cut a lot of this out because it kind of went on and see. On. I want to know. I didn't want to not didn't want to beat a dead diver, but it just was going on for I a long time. I want to know what happened because it's not in the story. Well, it really wasn't in the rest of it either. But it, How essentially, did he drown?
0: essentially, essentially, he I, I don't know. Maybe, so he, maybe the, he showed her this card or note or maybe something maybe he and swam off. Had a. a Health emergency? Maybe he. Well, I, but if he's dead, he did. I'm sure. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, that, that kept him from getting back to the top. Maybe he got the bends. Maybe he. Maybe he was down. Went down too quick. Maybe he. Maybe he had a ham sandwich right before he jumped in. And, Were they, and they and that far mom, down? And then what mom told you was you get cramps when you That's swim around. So right. not true. But anyway, so there was a guy that I worked with, and um, strangely enough, he went on to work at where I, where I work now, and a couple years. Well, it's been a few years now. was before i got there so five six seven years ago he went he was a a very experienced diver like this way this is the thing he did he had experimental equipment all this kind of stuff went out into the middle of a uh down south from here went to a, a quarry where they have all kinds of stuff in the water like old buses and this and that it's a training ground kind of a playground for these guys and again something similar he they finally found him after days and days of looking and he had Died drowned or what? And it was just, you just don't know. I don't know if maybe a giant sea serpent got this guy. Uh, he may have been like sitting on
0: a bus waiting for it to uh, depart.
1: Maybe no. I'm at the guy in Tanzania. Oh, I don't know if a giant sea you don't serpent. There was got a him. bus in that water. No, okay. No, but there could have been, perhaps a giant sea monster. Could have been. And if we find that out we'll we'll come back. We will update you definitely. on that. But, but for sure. whatever happened, how horrible that they're in love, they're in this exotic location. Yeah. He tries to do something clever. Yeah.
0: And ends up dying. Dead. dying. That's just horrible. That's terrible. Horrible. She'll never I still want to know if she said yes. She probably was going to say yes. I bet she said Yes, as he was swimming off. Let's just act like she did. That makes me feel maybe better. A, maybe an alligator got him. He died engaged. A crocodile down there.
1: I saw the movie Crawl, the one where they're under the house. Yeah. And the alligators are everywhere. Right. Very plausible. Maybe he was down there and a bunch of alligators got him. But a croco- Piranha. crocodiles. Piranha. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think we've solved it. Yeah. yeah. Something got him. So, something ended his life. Yes. All right. Let's go to something a little more uplifting. You, would you, would you want to go to this? Don't forget this is also
0: an Australian story. Is it really? It's a twofer. It's a twofer. The food, it's a twofer. The food, the Two theme songs for this one. If the first one ever ends
1: voice loud!
0: Here we go! Down
1: under, bites. Get your pepperoni, yeah! Knock, knock, knock my headphones off! Everybody wants to do it? Do
0: the kangaroo! Come on, come on, come on, baby! Do the kangaroo! All right. Headline is Domino's offering dream job. Dream no. job.
1: Now, I do want to. I, w- I want to make a uh little notation here. Yeah. This was, a, this was actually published in a British news report. Okay. So, the original the original headline was, but there's a catch. Oh, okay. And the catch was, you were going to have to go to Australia to do it.
0: Oh, I see. I r- removed that because it's, it's just, it, it stands on its own. Can I finish the headline? I don't know if you can. Domino's offering dream job as garlic bread taste tester. But there's a catch. That's, that's what it said. <laughs> Calling all garlic bread fans. You know, I'm not a garlic guy. I don't like garlic at all Is in it,
1: anything. Well, other people are. I like it. I don't. It's good. But you too much of it, man. You smell like it all day.
0: Yeah, but no vampires.
1: That's also there's true. plus. I've never
0: in my life had an issue with vampires. It's probably because I eat garlic. Yeah. See, I do have the issue. I have to be careful because I don't eat garlic. Understood. Domino's Pizza are on the hunt for someone to take the role of their chief garlic bread taste tester, and honestly, Craig, this sounds like a dream job, doesn't it? I it mean, sounds really good. Yeah, I, I would taste the bread. I'd rather sticks. do the cheesy bread though. Yeah, now that I'm in, the only real experience you need is a minimum of five years in garlic bread consumption. You're out. I am out. You're I, out. I, You're I don't out. qualify. And you'll be able to spend a day spend a day sampling the company's delicious garlic breads. Oh, it's just a one day gig, and even get to try some new products and if that weren't enough you'll also be paid for your time though for some that's probably a plus as it means a trip down under to domino's hq in brisbane yeah you know i didn't know they were uh they I had had an it's HQ probably that region it's
1: probably a headquarters for that region
0: uh the job advert shared on linkedin explains uh you butter believe it they did there. butter believe it we're looking for someone a little bit crunchy but mostly warm and soft on the inside to okay. help taste okay. test our world famous garlic breads at domino's headquarters so it goes on to say that the ideal candidate will have never met a carb they didn't like well now that's me pretty yes, much I've never yeah. never met a carb i didn't like uh does not identify as a vampire that's, i'm not okay i'm not a bloodsucker although i do have a couple of hollywood vampires albums that don't count okay I, sh- I saw the movie lost boys multiple times yeah. does that count my own brother a gosh darn vampire yeah, yeah. Except he didn't say that. No, he and didn't. He's dead now. Yeah. See what happened see, to him. Yeah. Don't swear. That's right. I, <clears throat> I, s- I swear. Understands the perfect crunch to softest ratio. Oh, I'm I'm there. Yeah, and is passionate about food. Definitely there. Innovation and having fun. You, you want want a, sure? I
1: want now. I want some of those Little Caesars cheese bread things. So oh, those, those are, are so or, good. Or uh, or Papa John's little cheese. Bread things, either uh-huh. one. Yeah, those those are little Caesars are good because basically just a cheese pizza. Oh, they're so good. It is good. Little Caesars is my favorite pizza. I mean, I don't understand that, but it, but I do eat it. It's I like so it. Good. I mean, if I was to line it up with all the other pizzas in the world, there's no way it'd be my favorite. Who, who do you like better? I'm just curious. If for the chain on the chains, yes. Oh, I mean, I, I do like Little Caesars,
0: but I mean, I would say hands down Papa John's blows uh, Papa John's like number four on my list. Mm. Well, now, yeah. It's uh, Little Caesars, uh, Pizza Hut. I miss Pizza Inn. Those were oh, really, yeah. Those were really uh, good. The Speedway. Speedway, you
1: know, people think it's funny because it's a gas station. Yeah. Their pizzas are actually really oh, good. Oh, they're delicious. Yeah, they're really good. They're number three we're on like my Godfather's. list for Pete's sake.
0: Uh, I can give never it, had a Godfather's. I've never had it. Uh, Hunt, uh, Brothers Hunt, Brothers. Hunt Brothers is one Domino's. of your Domino's is my number four. So that puts Papa John's way... I, oh, well, our little... Uh, local pizza and pub yeah now that's, that stuff yeah. Yeah, well, so yeah, that's, that's why, amazing that's why
1: i asked you if you were talking about chains because that's not, not a chain is it
0: huh that's not a chain I no mean, that's, that's, that's
1: what i'm saying if you're talking like not uh, non-chain type yeah. places
0: oh i could name a, several yeah but i won't yeah that's different that's, Those, that's yeah, why yeah. i specified yeah. if you that's a special treat you're and they have live you're a, music. you're a special something okay anyway uh if you, In order to get yourself this job, you'll have to complete a survey and then tell Domino's in 200 words or a 30-second video why you are the perfect person for it. Applications are open until Monday, October the 7th, so better be quick if you want to put your name in the ring. Hey, 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 yeah, stick yeah. around because our big
1: story big is story, coming up next. Story. Tonight, we've got a time travel adventure with everyone's favorite future man. Everyone's favorite? Everyone's favorite. John Titor. John, is it Titor? Teeter. Teeter. John Teeter. So don't touch that fast forward button because we'll be back in one minute. Have band-themed boxes sent right to your door for just $49 a month. Each curated band box includes two brand new vinyl records by the same popular, critically acclaimed artist, an illustrated track-by-track listening guide, and an exclusive magazine about the featured band or singer. Don't want the records we send you? Exchange them for any title in our catalog. Pause or cancel your subscription anytime. Go to bandboxrocks.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout to get your first month for half off. How's your performance level? If it's not 100%, you may need help from Pelt Performance. At PeltPerformance.com, you get products that enhance your physical and mental performance. From state-of-the-art compression socks to backpacks and water bottles, Pelt Performance takes you to the next level of performing. Go to PeltPerformance.com and use the discount code PODCAST at checkout to save 20% off your first order. And check out their new podcast, High Performance Life, with Chris Spurlick. Weird. like we've got a big thing right there that should go off. The big story. Oh, that's coming up. Well, that's yeah. not what it says here. Well, it says a big story. Hey, listen, each week on weird, we're going to focus on a weird story that deserves more attention than the usual stories we bring you. I mean, yeah, those taste testing breadstick. Things yeah, are good, they're good stories, but poop, this is where poop, we're going to poop knives. Yeah, poop knives. The, this yeah. Is, but this is where this is where this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where we're going to bring you conspiracy theories. UFO stories, real-life monster stories like Bigfoot, the Clintons, Mothman. Exactly. And really strange stuff. Now, of course, we're just covering these stories because they're weird. We're not necessarily saying that we believe them. So keep that in mind before you start going, you like think about everything. Think It's all real. No, we're just telling you what we're telling you, and you just do what you want
0: with it. That's not saying we don't believe
1: them. We may. We may not. We right. supposed for us to decide. We're not going to tell you. And if you've got a good story you would like for us to cover on the big story, just let us know. Now... The big story.
0: Big story. Tonight's big story back in time with John Teeter. You know John Teeter, don't you? No. You don't know John Teeter? No. I was wrapped up in the John Teeter story as it unfolded. It was so exciting. All right. So perhaps one of the most amazing tales ever told. Ever, 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 ever. ever. You know, there's still a debate online over this compilation of internet posts that uh, made by a man claiming to be a real time traveler from our future. But Craig, is John Teeter science fiction or science fact? Ask the question. After I, I, I actually I didn't ask a question. After a world war in our future, John Teeter claimed to have used a military time machine to travel from the year 2036. So his story spans from 1975, where his mission was going uh, was to obtain a computer system. Sure, his name's not John Connor. No, it's not John Connor. It's John Teeter. And he needed, it was really weird, he needed, a, a, like, one of the really old IBM components t- for the time machine.
1: That That's the one little nugget that makes it feel so plausible. Well, he had you, to have this special. You, you've got to have something in your story that makes you go, well, that does make sense. Well,
0: that's what brought him back in the first place. He had to come back to get this old IBM component. Okay, so for mysterious reasons, uh, instead of going home, he came forward to visit with his family and his young self in 1998. Now you're going to you're mind, I know you. You're screaming paradox here, paradox there right now already because he visited with his young self. No, I didn't scream that at all. No, you I heard it. I heard it no. come out of your, your ears.
1: No, because it's actually creating its own timeline. So if he's visiting with his own well, it depends on we're going to go with the back to the future, we're going to go with Infinity War. Which one which which model of we're time going travel? With real life here. So Infinity War or back. See, the problem with Back to the Future is they set the stand They set the standard that you can't be in the same. You can exist in the same time with yourself, but you don't want to let yourself see yourself because it can. Yeah, freak and that's people. phony. That's fiction. fiction. And I told you there's a problem. Somebody brought up a long time ago. Nobody gets this. When Marty McFly goes back to the old West, hello McFly. When he goes back to the old West, and the that's Ind- where he's wearing his knee Yeah, and the Indians shoot the gas tank with an arrow. A row. Yeah. Arrow, yeah. arrow. And now the gas comes out of the tank. Yes. There was another DeLorean there because Doc had been shot back to the Old West with a DeLorean and buried it in that cave which is where in 1955 Marty dug it out of the cave. So that DeLorean was still there and what proves that is because Marty could he could coexist in the same time with himself. Yeah. So the DeLorean would have also been existing coexisting with itself well john teeter proves that he could have just taken the gas tank off of the or just pulled the old one out or taking the gas tank off the other one no actually just pulled it out because doc would have had it hidden away i don't follow you at all all right whatever but but, but. my point is when the
0: arrow when the as (laughs) usual
1: when the arrow arrow hit the tank when he was and the indians
0: yes what kind of arrow is going to pierce stainless steel right yeah. but but when the when
1: the arrow what kind of time with the word arrow today yeah you are when when it hit the tank and drained all the gas out yeah he had another delorean and they just completely ignored that well from november so, 2000 well, so what you're saying what you're asking me about paradox <laughs> So you're saying there's a chance so the paradox i was not thinking about paradoxes i was thinking about how um uh, i were actually i wasn't thinking anything i'm trying to make something up here for you but i, I
0: wasn't <laughs> thinking about anything Well, you spent five minutes trying to make up something, and I must admit it
1: was entertaining. I I did want to talk about Back to the Future because there was was
0: another DeLorean there, and I just don't understand why they didn't use it. Well, from November of 2000 to March of 2001, John spoke directly to numerous people on many Internet forums and chat rooms. In the post, he discusses the future, the technology, of the time travel that he was using, and his feelings about our society today. He did accurately predict the development of future physics uh, and the reason behind the Gulf War and the coming of mad cow disease to the U.S. OK, so yes, a, a brief
1: history of John Teeter. You're calling him Teeter, right? That's it. That's what, that's what he called him. It's like his Jeter. name. Yeah. Like, so he like says Teeter probably a name from the future. We've never heard it before. In 1998, late night paranormal and now dead talk show host, Art Bell, received two faxes. Okay, kids, a fax is where you'd put a piece of paper in a machine in one location, and it would send a picture over the phone line, and it would show up on another machine. It yeah. was like printable email. Yeah, and well, people I guess thought was it was going to be around huh?
0: forever. Huh? People thought they were going to be around forever. They're still
1: using them. Well, who uses fax? Uh, uh, uh a lot more than you expect <laughs> you would not believe uh, somebody no, no 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 i i know of a, of a huge organization here in the nashville area that uses them still people use them it's unbelievable you think there would have been a, a hybrid made now like email like something cooler that you wouldn't call fax that that actually just spits out it's oh, i know what it's called it's called a laser printer yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. anyway he got two faxes this is art now dead bell Two faxes from an individual claiming to have pertinent information about the nature of time travel. In the first fax, the sender, at that time unnamed, because he traveled through time, he hadn't gotten to the point where they named him yet. So he went be- before his birth. Right. Right. Yeah. Detailed the discovery of time travel involving CERN, which I'm guessing is the uh, the Hadron Collider. Is it? I, the- I don't know. The CERN, I'm thinking the CERN is the uh, is the particle accelerator. In the year 2034, he also claimed that a brick wall existed in the timeline. Well, that's not impressive. I've got a brick wall right now outside my house. My house has got four brick walls. Um, That a brick wall existed in the timeline and that no traveler could breach the year 2564. Maybe there's nothing there. There may be nothing there. That's correct. Here's the facts. F-A-X, not F-A-C-T-S. Just the facts, Craig, okay? The first facts dated July 29th, 1998. Dear Art... Dear I, Casey. I, dear Art. I had the facts when I heard another of other time travelers calling in from any time past the year twenty five hundred AD. Please let me explain. Okay, caller. We'll let you explain. And the dog died. <clears throat> time travel was invented in twenty thirty-four. Offshoots of certain successful fusion reactor research allowed scientists at CERN to produce the world's first contained singularity engine. The basic design involves rotating singularities inside a magnetic field. By altering the speed and direction of rotation, you can travel both Backwards and forwards in time. Time itself can be understood in terms of connected lines. When you go back in time, you travel on your original timeline. When you turn your singularity engine off, a new timeline is created due to the fact that you and your time machine are now there. Now, see, that
0: in a, is interesting news. It is. That's very interesting to think about. In other words, a new universe is created. That's awesome.
1: <clears throat> I'm going to be thinking about this all week. Yeah. To get back to your original line, Casey, <laughs> you must travel a split second farther back and immediately throw the engine to forward without turning it off. Some interesting outcomes of this are... Wouldn't that one, mess up the transmission? It would seem to be hard on the gears. Something, uh, some interesting, uh, interesting outcomes of this are once you meet yourself, I've done it often and even taken a younger version of myself along for a few rides before returning myself to the new timeline and going back to mine... 2 you can alter history in the new universe that you've just created most of the time the changes are subtle sometimes i know i'll notice car models that don't exist or books that came out uh, come out late the oldest one was a skyscraper that wasn't built in a uh, built in a near favorite store in a near favorite store of mine in new york interestingly when you travel in time uh, you must compensate for the er, uh, the, <laughs> the, the orbit. The orbit. The orbit of the Earth. <laughs> Since the time machine doesn't move, you have to adjust the engine so you remain on the planet when you turn it off. Unfortunately, it was also discovered that anyone going forward in time from my 2036 hit a brick wall in the year 2564. <laughs> Ow. Ow. We wrecked
0: so many time machines.
1: Everyone. Who has ever been
0: there has reported that nothing exists. Oh, when so that's sh- when it runs out. Yeah. Well, that's a lot further than the eight years that uh, uh, Twelve. Quartet. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh,
1: when the machine is turned off, you find yourself surrounded by blackness and silence. Ooh, I love that. That'd be awesome for a minute. Uh, what's a minute in that spot? Yeah. In that place, what is a minute? What is a what minute? Kind of what's a minute here? Time will not be held to some sort of construct. We can discuss time. You ready now? Yeah. Now, most time travelers are trying to find out where the line went bad by going into the past, creating a new universe and proceeding forward to see if the same thing results in 2564. It appears the line went bad around the year 2000. (laughs) What? Yeah. I'm here now in this time to test a few theories of mine before going forward. So he's saying we should have already messed up.
0: Unless he fixed it. Right, no, unless right. He, unless he fixed it. Right, because he originally, his first trip here, he predicted a Civil War II that took oh, place. Oh, that was the one where Spider Man, no, no, no. all of them, they they split up. It took place in 2009. Right. But he uh, came back and stopped that from happening. Oh, what a guy. Yeah. He couldn't he come back. He also stopped World War Three that was in 2015.
1: He couldn't come back and stop uh, JFK from being shot. Well, no,
0: no, he could or 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 he didn't have a freezer. That that, for that you got to have a freezer. Why? Well, you walk into the freezer. Well, in the book it was a freezer. I don't know what it was in. uh, uh, Why do you need a freezer? Movie, I've forgotten because that's where the stairwell was. Oh, you're talking about the movie?
1: Yeah, that one. Well, that movie never would have happened. No. What's it called? Something. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Great, great, great. Oh, very good, very good, really good. So anyway. Uh, Where was I? It appears the line went bad around 2000. Okay. I'm here now in this time to test a few theories of mine before going forward. He's still going forward. Yes. Just slower. Now, for the future, you might want to know about. One, the year 2000 is a disaster. Is a disaster. Yep. Many people will die on the highways when they freeze to death trying to get to warmer weather. Two, the government tries to keep power by uh, instituting martial law, but all of it collapses when their efforts. This is now. This everybody remember this has happened. This he's saying all this in '98. Yeah, uh, when it uh, when all their efforts uh, it collapses when their efforts to bring power back up fail, so the grids go down. Three, a power facility in Denver is able to restart itself, but is mobbed by hundreds of thousands of people and destroyed. This convinces most that maybe we shouldn't bring the old system back up. Four. A few years later, communal government system is developed. After the Constitution takes a few twists, China retakes Taiwan, Israel w- Israel wins the largest battle for their life, and Russia is covered in nuclear snow from their collapsed reactors. Well, that already happened. Kind no, of. He, was, he couldn't stop everything bad from happening? Oh, I don't think he was talking about Chernobyl there, was he? No. But no, because that was way after. Right. Uh, Art Uh, You're not Art. That's what he says. He says, Art. He says, yes. The reason I'm here now is because I believe a nuclear weapon set off by Iraq in the Middle East war with Israel might have something to do with the damaged timeline. I will test that theory, and I will get back with you. Please, please, please pray that we discover the reason why there is no apparent future after 2564. Now, my question to our good friend, John, is... Why does it need to go past twenty five sixty four?
0: If he if he lives in his time period, he'll be dead by then anyway, right? Well, he's from two thousand uh, twenty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, twenty thirty six. It's five hundred years. Later. I don't. Know, I'm being a pessimist here. Okay, the second fax was less detailed, but it promised photographic evidence as well as scans of the traveler's time machine operations manual. While John Teter's first fax in nineteen or text uh, fax first fax in nineteen ninety eight was devoid. of- Which is it? It's fax was devoid of many of the plot problems found in his later post online. His second fax, also sent to Art Bell in 1998, was a bit more consistent. In the second fax, we get the good stuff. Uh, the person who wrote it, and it's never been confirmed uh, that this was by the real teeter, just to clarify, so somebody, this there, there's no way to prove who brought this up, alluded to photographs and copies of his time machine's operation manual, which we would later see. I've seen the manual. I've seen photogra- ph- photography, photography, but uh it, it's nothing that you couldn't produce with photoshop exactly yeah he mentioned the russians are a potential are as a potential ally he urged art bell to hide coast to coast programs dealing with military technology and physics someplace in the midwest all hints of the greater john teeter story that would eventually follow on the internet so the second fact from 1998 says dear Mister I'm glad you're back. I faxed this information to you the day before you left the air. I wanted to make sure it wasn't lost in the shuffle, so I'm sending a gift. If you've already seen this, please accept my apologies. If you choose to make this public, please do not publish the fax number. I had to I had to fax when I heard the other time traveler calling in from the recent time past. In fact, the year 2500 AD. you know what the fax number was? Just the fax. It was 867 Oh nine. Yeah, but nobody knew the prefix. The the, the, uh, the <laughs> But he's got the it. The area code. He's got it. He's got it. He got the <laughs> number. Oh, you know where he got it? What? Off, off the wall. Uh, let me tell you, or let me explain, Mr. Bell. I sent a fax with this opening on July 29th, 1998. Mm-hmm. As I said then, I am a time traveler. I've been on this world uh, since April of this, world this year. line, not this world. Oh, yeah, I've been on this world line since April of this year, and I plan to leave soon. Typically, time travelers do not purposefully purposely affect the world lines they visit. However, this mission is unusually long, and I've grown attached to some of the people I've met here. Anyway, for my own reasons, I've decided to help this world line by sharing information about the future with a few people in the hope that it will help their future. I'm contacting you for the same reason. Unfortunately, there are no historic references to your program in my world line i believe you can change your future by creating one now sounds like a postcard some of the information presented on this program may be invaluable to upline researchers i suggest you isolate the programs that concentrate on military technology and new physics theories transcribe these programs and put them someplace safe away from the box i recommend someplace in the midwest i also urge you to reconsider your paranoia to the russians They are preparing for war with the average U.S. or they are not preparing for war with the average U.S. citizen. They are preparing for war with the U.S. government. They They, will, you know,
1: they did that whole uh, tampering in the elections.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They will eventually save this country and the lives of millions of Americans. I realize my claims are a bit difficult to accept. So I will send the following once I know that you have received this fax. A few pages from the operations manual of my time machine and a few photo colored photographs of my photo colored photographs. I got that back. There's A little dyslexia going on there. If you wish to contact me, I will be happy to share with you the nature of time, the physics of time travel and some of the events of your future. Please send a return package to. And naturally, Art Bell didn't share the number.
1: So two years later, on November 2nd of 2000, in the year 2000, someone using the handle time traveler, I'm sorry, time travel underscore zero would arrive on the Internet explaining the particulars of a working time machine. Later, he'd pop up on post to post Art Bell's uh, forum uh, they say BBS for Come on. That was gone by 2000. And uh, we'd talk learn about the time name. travel. Huh? I said, talk about time travel. Yeah, really. And the world would learn the name John Teeter on November 2nd, 2000, an individual using the forum handle or username time travel zero posted at the time travel Institute. Oh, I went there. That was the back to the future ride at universal. It was called the time <laughs> travel Institute Institute of time travel or something. It was, that That's was it. different. That's different. Um, they posted at the institute in a thread titled "Time Travel Paradoxes." Uh, wow, Paul is right on the money. I was just about to give up hope on anyone knowing who. Uh, who's Tipler? They, those, these are other people that were on the world line that that he was on. Oh, gotcha. Or Kerr was on this world line. By the way, number two is the correct answer. And basics uh, and the basics for time travel start at CERN again. That's the the. Uh, collider what's it called the something hadron uh, collider. i don't know i'm pretty sure it's what that is i'm pretty sure i mean, Sounds maybe, right it makes sense it would be a particle yeah, accelerator in about a year and end in 2034 with the first time machine built by now this is where it all falls apart <laughs> i am so sorry i'm not gonna believe this part well you don't know it's 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 30 years in the future from this time have you bought any ge products lately they're like the worst products, okay? This guy's telling me in 2034, the first time machine would be built by G. Well, Toyota used to put out crap, too, and look at their stuff really? now. Not really. You know, they Not did. Like their GE. first cars were GE horrible. GE used to have decent stuff, and then it got horrible. as it Well, went they'll on. come back. Apparently, they come know. back to make a functioning time machine. Anyway, it says, too bad we can't show pictures, or I'd show you. Then on January 27, 2001, the same user appeared on Art Bell's post to post. BBS why use that term creating a new thread title i am from 2036 greetings i am from i am a time traveler from the year 2036 i'm on my way home after getting an ibm 5100 computer system from the year 1975 i have a hard time believing he'd really need that part yeah well they did they needed it my time machine is a stationary mass so was that poop knife from earlier. <laughs> Temporal Displacement Unit, manufactured by General Electric. The unit is powered by two topspin dual-positive singularities that produce a standard offset tippler sinusoid. Yeah, that's what I've talked about a million times. Sure,
0: you talk about the sinusoid.
1: Well, I've said it had to be an offset one. You were like, no, well, no, like, said, it's got to be offset.
0: Onset, you know, they have their
1: each has their place. He says, I will be happy to post pictures of the unit. The individual posting as John Teeter went on to answer questions, detail the function and design of his time machine, and provide alleged photographs of the time machine and its operations manual. So, um, if it's stationary, that means that time machine is in the exact spot, no matter what year he's in. So, if it was in my house right now, it would be sitting in my house right now. So, I want to know where this thing has been sitting and that nothing's been built around it in the future or the past. It's gone now. He went home. It doesn't matter. What I'm saying is it's a stationary device. It doesn't matter if it was the year zero or the year 3000. It is in one spot. It doesn't move. He said that. Right. Just like in the old The Time Machine movie. He sits in the thing, and it sits in one spot, and things grow and change around him. So, I want to know where is this location? It'd be like if you had a time machine and you materialized in the side of a mountain; it would you'd be embedded in the side of the mountain. That'd be terrible. You'd have to know that where you were going was a clear space. Sure. So, so he would have to know. So I want to know where this location is. Well, this I don't location have that information. would be here.
0: Even if the machine's not here, it would be there. Would be a location. Well, on March 24th of 2001, John Teeter shared his final message. This was it. He was he never Help. posted again. Oh, where's my soundboard now? To this day, no one knows John Teeter's true identity, his where's true name, John his appearance, his location. All of it remains a mystery. If he was an actual time traveler, as he claimed, that version of John Teeter no longer exists on this life on this timeline. If he was a hoax, an individual playing a character, that person has yet to officially come forward to reveal truth with evidence there's a book all about teeter on amazon it's called john teeter a time traveler's tale and we've got a few excerpts from that book so here's the first one this one is supposedly uh is john's mother talking uh, and this comes from chapter one of the book <clears throat> she said john began posting online with my husband's computer and email address after about a week he started using alternate names and internet routes for his activity we expressed concern about our security but he assured us we were safe He said that not only would no one believe him, but also the technology to locate him would not be used or could be defeated for a short period of time. He also had an unusual amount of trust with people he spoke with online. Wow, there's his first mistake. (laughs) Then on page six, you do not. This is John right here.
1: This is John. It just like John talking. You do not rewrite history. I can only affect what happens here just as easily as you can. Why do people in this time period worry so much about time travelers destroying their world line? when they have no problems doing it themselves every day. John went on to say, look at the Democratic Party.
0: Yes, and he's talking about Hollywood. That, I made that, I made that up. He actually didn't say that, but I wanted to add that. Everybody's view of time travel is Hollywoodized, you know, like you like you, you and I were discussing earlier, the paradoxes that, that I, they invented. I, I, all I'm saying is I saw Back to the Future, and I know it's real. <laughs> John on page eight says, Imagine you live in the year 1900, and a time traveler attempts to explain how a jet engine engine works. Even though the invention of the airplane is only a decade in the future, he would have to find some frame of reference to explain the basics of flight. Then he would have to outline the mechanics of how the engine works. As amazing as it would sound, the jet would be invented about 30 years later. So, John, on page 20, apparently
1: we're going to read the whole book to you. John, on page (laughs) 20. As far as war goes, I have faith you are quite capable of starting one all by yourself. (laughs) I'm hard-pressed to accept any criticism on my outlook on that subject. Growing up might have been a vastly different experience for me than it was for most of you. Personal responsibility, determination, honor,
0: friendship, and self-reliance are not just words we try to live up to or fantasize about. And on the next page, John says, perhaps I should let you all in on a little secret. No one likes you in the future. This time period is looked at as being full of lazy, self-centered, civically ignorant sheep. Wait a minute, he might be credible. I'm telling you, that sounds about right. Perhaps you should be less concerned about me and more concerned about that.
1: And finally, John says on page 25, I like the incredible freedom you have on this world line, but I see it as a trap. It's a trap. And I fear the cost is the loss of your sense of connection with family and community. Yes, you can self actualize your ambitions, but at what cost to the people around you or yet to be born? The incredible availability of art, literature and limitless resources is hardly taken advantage of, as I imagine, the number of people sitting in front of their
0: TVs. So what do you think? You know, I, I've been interested in this story. There's there's a, a, a I have a friend that turned me on this when the guy first was on Art Bell. And I got wrapped up in it. It was just interesting to me. And then as I got internet, um, we didn't have it when this story was done. It was shortly after we got it. But I really started digging in. Dial up. You know, it took time for these pages to come up, even with just text. But um, I don't know. It's a fun story. I'm probably going to go ahead and get that book, even though I bet I know most of what's in it. Um it's fun. It's fun to think about, and and the science that he discusses, there's there's truth in the science. Part of me thinks that this is a guy in a big city somewhere,
1: living in a little expensive apartment somewhere, who always wanted to be a writer, <laughs> yeah, and he created this whole thing, and well, whoever his he psychosis is. just that that's just what he's he enjoyed this whole thing, and and he accomplished. He accomplished something by doing this because, I mean, it wouldn't take much to feed Art Bell when he was alive something on his show. Yeah, that's and true. If you're creative enough, you could make anything seem plausible. Yes. This guy may have been really into urban legend, conspiracy theories, and like we always say, there's got to be that one thing that makes you stop and pause and go, well, that, that might be possible. Yeah. And so, like I said a while ago, the thing about having to come back and get some dumb part from a... Uh, computer from 1975. I mean, it sounds absolutely stupid, but you go, well, I mean, if he, it, it's just enough to make you go, well, he probably couldn't get that component, although he could, I'm sure. But you kind of have that. I mean, it might make it. You know what I mean? You start yeah. hearing that stuff.
0: So the guy it wouldn't take much for the guy to create this narrative. Well, he put enough truth and wisdom into a lot of the stuff he said, and he did nail some of his predictions came true. And there are people on the Internet now that say that the fact that everything he predicted did not happen is proof that it was a hoax. Um, which is totally not true. If you read what he said, he was he he had returned numerous times to try to uh, stop these things. Like I said, the the Civil War of two thousand nine and World War three two thousand fifteen. He worked with others to make these things not happen well, on, on our timeline.
1: What was the movie? Was it Final Countdown where the ship goes back? You ever watched that one? Uh-uh, I hadn't seen that. Is a is a aircraft carrier or a battleship or something, and it goes through a storm.
0: And it you sends, my battleship. You send my battleship. Hey, good uh, good news for our listener. No episode next week. <laughs> <laughs> There's a quite quite a possible chance of it happening. Craig is gaining a family member, um, <clears throat> so to speak, and I'll be on vacation, heading up the hills of Colorado. So we're not we're not sure yet, but if we do disappear for one week, don't panic. We'll be back. We yeah. uh, we've got a lot going on this next
1: week. A lot of life events going on. Aaron's joining that commune, that cult up in. Uh, Colorado somewhere. The Mile Cult. It's called the Cherry Mountain Cult.
0: <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, did. Don't hate. Participate.
1: Some might say it's a young cult.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Greg said that. <laughs>
1: That's good to get not Listen to this cult. Yet. Yeah, Oh, shout out to my friend SF over in uh, the Carolinas. Good friend Steven.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: See how that evolved? Some (laughs) might say it was an evolution of sorts.
0: Back up, you creep.